with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. Welcome to the third hour of the show today. Good morning for those who are just tuning in. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by calling 888-775-3773. 888-77-JESSE. J-E-S-S-E. Jesse, my biblical question for this week is a doozy. The biblical question, which do you love more, your true life or your false life? Which do you love more, your true life or your false life? I really appreciate these, uh, the background scenery from these questions that my producer, Sean, put on there now. That's so cool. Is that Chicago? Looks like maybe New York City, but it could be Chicago, yeah. Yeah, it kind of looked like Chicago to me. What the? And if you're out and about and you're not able to watch the show live right now, you can listen to it while you're doing what you're doing, let you know what you're doing, by calling the listen line at 641-793-1500. 641-793-1500. And uh, check it out. We have every way that you can watch and support the show listed on com slash show. And uh, follow us on social media. Ring the bell. Do all the good things like whatever. We are on uh, cozy.tv slash JLP JLP and JLP Talk on Twitter better known as X now, and Jesse Lee Peterson on Instagram. It's Thursday. It's the last hour of the show on Thursday. It is Bible Thumper Thursday. Bible Thumper! Oh, God! Oh, God! Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> What the? White people acting like the blast doing all that mess. What the? Anyway, I want to go back to Daniela. Danielle, not Daniela. Danielle, a first time call out of Georgia, and she's concerned about the redistricting of her neighborhood there and also about the blacks because she loves her neighbor. And all this stuff is just creating more problems. Um, Danielle. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you for holding. 
you were mentioning that you don't about them living in their hell, let them go to hell. Yeah, you you told me that I should let them go to hell, and right, I don't know. the The idea behind that is very disheartening to me. Well, I don't want anyone to go to hell. Just like, why don't father. you want them to go to hell? Well, our Father in Heaven told us that He wishes that no one would perish, and I too feel the same way. I look at a lot of people who, I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie. Before I found, before Jesus found me, broken. Um, I, I too was under the brainwashing system. You know, this is what the world right. sets us up and pits us against each other. And I, I don't know. My my true question to you is like, how do we stop it? And then you tell me that <laughs> we should just <laughs> let our neighbors go to hell, and that just doesn't sit well with me because it's not what our father would want. But. The father said that I wish that all may be saved, right? May return to him. But if they don't, what does he do? Well, he chastens us. What do you mean, chase you? He he chastens us. He punishes us and and re, he corrects us and makes you know makes it evident to us what we do. Where did you so get like, that from? Um, he chastens those whom he loves. Where'd you get Where'd you get that from? Uh, that's scripture. I would have to look it up for you, but <coughs> did you make that up? Just means, no, sir. I don't. Okay. I don't make anything up. I <laughs> if I speak if I speak God's word, I usually <laughs> right on. But you think that God punishes you when you do when you don't do what He wants you to do? No, uh, we punish ourselves is more or less what it is. Um, you so how do you when, punish yourself? Okay, so when when you realign yourself with what the Father wants, and you step out of those bounds, right? You sin, you do something wrong. He, he puts it on your spirit that you have done something wrong, and you feel remorse for it. Jesus says, that the Father chastens those whom He loves, which means He will let you fall off your bike and skin your knee. You know, He's He's going to let you have this much pain in order that you correct yourself. No, He let you go right to hell because He's made the way for you not to go to hell. But if you love your hell, He won't do anything. He and His Son, they just sit up there and have some cafe mocha, and they'll let you go right to hell. Okay, the scripture that I was referring to is Hebrews 12, verse 6. And and can you read it for me? Yes, sir. Um, Which version of the Bible do you read? I'm sorry? Which version of the Bible do you read? Does it matter? What does that mean, which version of the Bible I read? Because, Because in the NIV it says that the Lord disciplines the ones he loves. So... Chastens is actually the King James oh, okay. word. That All right. That's, that's where I, I got that word from. Right. I read from the New Jerusalem Bible. Okay. I mean, it doesn't matter. God's right. word is God's word. But, but um, that's, you said I made it up, but I promise I didn't. <laughs> uh, let me ask. Ask. Um, so you don't want 
you feel bad about <clears throat> your neighbor going to hell? Yes, sir. And why do you feel bad about it? It's not you. Why do you feel bad about it? Because they're my neighbors. God told us, you know, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you love them, you would let them go to hell. But I I didn't want to go to hell, so why would I want to let them go to hell? <laughs> <laughs> because they may want to go to hell. That's why they stay in their hell they love their hell, and they don't want to come out of their hell. And if someone doesn't want to come out of their hell, why are you bothered by it, period? I guess only because I'm an emotional female. <laughs> <laughs> and why don't you overcome emotions? Because emotions are evil. Uh, I feel like there's a part of that that like God puts these feelings in us, too, yes or no. I mean, like, why would I feel that way about them otherwise? Like, because I don't, even if they do me wrong, I don't want them to go to hell. I would rather help them find Jesus so that they don't have to go to hell. You can't help someone find Jesus. You can't, even, you fi- you can't even find him of yourself. No, that's true. He has to find us. And so how are you yeah. going to help someone find Jesus? I guess you can't. And especially when we're talking about these politics, it's just a, a system that they've set up in order that yeah. we do this, isn't it? Yeah. The last thing a politician wants is Jesus. That's true. And so... It just, I, makes, me, it just makes me upset, honestly, Jesse, because I look at Detroit and, you know, it's a place that we called home once upon a time, and now I'm looking at Atlanta, and, you know, we've been here for a while now, and it just seems every year that passes, there's more crime, there's less love, there's, I don't know, it's just unsafe in general for everyone. Why do you think the blacks screw up everything that's good? It's like you said, like, it's like a spoiled kid, and and it's not just them because, I mean, my family is just like a lot of the people that you talk about, you know, as blacks. But <laughs> the the truth of the matter is, is it's just, it's just the superficial thing. Our skin color is superficial, and they're dividing us up by something that matters not. God it's- loves variety, and it's very apparent when you look at His creation. He's made hundreds of types of grass, different colored grass, different textured grass, different trees. Why do you think the blacks screw up everything? Not all, but most. Because you write about Atlanta. I grew up down in Alabama there, and I used to go up to Atlanta sometime for the summer, and it was so beautiful. I at one time thought that I was going to live in Atlanta, but I came to L.A., and I fell in love with L.A. Uh, And at the time, Atlanta was ran by white people, and it was amazing. Why do you think that black people, everything they touch, turn to dust? I'm not sure that it's just them, because when it comes down to it, you have a lot of people who are white or Asian or Hispanic who also want to pass these laws. And it's a bunch of coddling, really, like you've said in the past. Like, it's all about, you know, 
you got spoiled kids and they just want to be more and more spoiled. I don't want to pin it on one community. But why do you think that, that the blacks, everything they touch turn to dust? They have taken a beautiful city like Atlanta and turned it to dust. They have taken a beautiful city like uh, Detroit used to be at one time and turned it yeah. to dust. I even have black friends who that I grew up with moved back to Alabama from Detroit because it turned to dust. And they said the blacks did it. Why do you think blacks, not all but most, ter- everything they touch turned to dust? They were brainwashed into this this system. That's the only explanation that I have. Like, my dad grew up in Detroit. And I remember what Detroit was through his memories. Like, yeah. Motor City. Yeah. Motown. Every, everybody wanted to go to Detroit and and live the the high life. Like that's I remember everybody that. in Detroit. So and, would and you Atlanta want that kind of, would you want that kind of neighbor in heaven with you? The one like currently no. So I'm, then honestly, why are you feeling bad for them then? Well that's someone's soul. That's that's really why. But why are you feeling bad for an evil soul? Because my I was once brainwashed too. I don't. It's it's a difficult thing for me to grasp. I guess. Yeah. Not, have, have you forgiven your mother? No. Are you a Christian? Yes, sir. I mean, I have I have in my heart, but I've never like said it to her or my father. Are you a Christian? So, yes, sir. How are you going to ever enter into the kingdom of heaven if you don't go and forgive them? It's a diff- it's a difficult thing to sit down in front of somebody and say you've wronged me. Why? Like, if I've you love them, you would. I've secretly, in my heart, between me and Jesus, forgiven them because no, you have just like me. You took a cowardly way out, and you call it forgiveness. That's why you feel it bad for the neighbor. You want the neighbor in your in heaven with you. You you're feeling it because you're still in hell and you're calling it heaven. You're still emotional. Satan is your God, not God Himself. No, I I hate Satan and everything he stands for. Right, and that's your Every- problem. You have hate, and you you you're living out. You are worshiping the devil because you have hate. You have his nature. And that's why you haven't gone and forgiven your mother or your fa- and your father. That's why you have all this fake emotional, which is all ego, for your neighbor. You're, you're afraid of what's happening in the world because you're still in the world and of it. Your heart has not changed. I mean, I'm in the world. And of it. Because I care about my neighbor? Because you're being affected by the world, your neighbor. You and my husband are very similar. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you obey your husband? Yes, sir. You obey your husband? Yes, sir. So how is it possible to obey your husband but not God? 
I don't, I don't see how I'm not obeying God. He said before you enter into the kingdom, you must go and forgive to honor your parents. You're not even honoring your parents because you won't go and forgive them. Do I have to do it face-to-face? I mean, I've said to Jesus that I forgive them because they didn't know what they were doing. And Jesus like, okay, whatever. Is that not how it works? Did, did Jesus tell you to go to him or to go to your, the one that you resent? So You're doing uh, everything back with trying to avoid your parents. I've actually done everything I could to avoid them my whole life, actually. Right, because you have hatred in your heart, and you're never going to love anyone until you can love your parents. I, all right. All right, I what? Do love, I do love them. If you love them, you will forgive them. You don't love them. You hate them. That's why you avoid them. That's why you were afraid to go to them, because you hate them. And you call it hate, love. But that would hurt them, and that's why I don't want to bring it up. That's not going to hurt them at all. To bring up the things that they've done to me that hurt me that they have no idea about, I think it would. But why? Um, if, if, they were up, if, they were, if they were ready to say, you know what, daughter, you're right. It wouldn't bother them at all to hear that. But if they're not ready, then they may be hurt. But it's not them that's being hurt. It's their ego, which is the nature of the devil. And that is on them, and it has nothing to do with you because you are going there to say, I'm sorry for judging you. I realize you couldn't help yourself. And that's what love is. So you you mean, so this is why I guess I am stuck in that spot because in my mind, I always thought as long as I tell Jesus that I forgive them in my heart, that it's over with. But have you noticed it has not been over with? You've been saying that to Jesus for a while. Yeah, for a long time, actually. And it has not worked. Why have you questioned that? I was, I was just saying, like, because Jesus said that he casts our sins as far as the East is from the West, right? So he lets us remember our sins in order that we don't do them again. That's not true. I just assumed that that's where, you know, the uncomfortable feelings come from. Well, you, add, you assume wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And you're listening, you're worshiping the devil, and you're having conversations with the devil and calling him Jesus. No way. Yes, you Mm -hmm. are. That's why nothing's changing. No, my whole life has changed since I found Jesus. No, your whole life has not changed. Not at all. There's a small part of me that's still that emotional female, so. Right, so your whole life has not changed, and your whole life is not going to change until you go and forgive your parents. Physically, face-to-face. Either on, uh, you can FaceTime with them, but if it's possible to be looking at them so you can get your courage back, especially with your mama, it's the best thing to do. All right. 
I'm going to take you up on it and I'll call you back and let you know how I feel about my neighbor after it then. <laughs> and, uh, and don't just take me up on it. You need to see that you need to go and forgive because just taking me up on it is not going to work. You need to see that, yes, I have this anger. I am wrong for judging them because that's what anger is. And when you go and apologize for judging them, then God will forgive you. You stop playing God, and then God will become your God. All right. But all this time, all this time, you've been communicating with the devil and calling him Jesus. No, I I would rather say that that I really wouldn't want to say that. Can I answer the question about the? This is true. You, you know, you you just stutter me because I can't argue with the truth. The truth is the truth, right? Um, so you've been yeah. you've been worshiping the devil and calling him Jesus. Mm. That's painful. Got to go back to the Father. Thanks, Jesse. Um. A, about the true life and false life question. Oh, yeah. That uh, which do you love more, your true life or your false life? My true life, because I got rid of my false life eight years ago when I got off of social media. Amazing. Thanks I, so much, Jesse. Are you doing the silent prayer? Um, I started listening to it uh, the other day, and I stopped because the clearing your mind thing bothers me a little bit. It's a little bit Eastern mysticism. I just want to focus on Jesus. But, <laughs> you know, honestly, after all of this conversation, it, that was really painful, you telling me that I've been worshiping the, you know, the worldly Jesus. No, you've been worshiping the devil. Yeah. Yeah. That part of it is pretty painful, because I know the the change after Jesus found me 10 years ago. And it's, uh, but you have not changed though. That's the deception that you have is that you have changed and you have not, you still have fear. You still emotional. You have false love for your neighbor. You even want your enemy in in heaven with you. You have, you have ego love and you're calling it real love and it's not. Thank you for helping me to self-reflect this morning, Jesse. You're welcome. I wish you well with this, uh, with that, Danielle. Let me know how it goes. Yes, sir. You have a blessed day. Thank uh, you. All right. Amazing. 888-7753-773. Is it Lori? Uh, Lori, a first-time caller out of Missouri. Lori, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hi, Jesse. Hey, Lori. Hello. How are you? Oh, I don't know. Uh, fine. I'm just going to get in theory for some reason to talk to you. Cry, um, anyway. cry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> cry, baby. <laughs> oh, you know that anyway, song, huh? Uh, oh, of course. Right on. That lady, that lady. Um, okay, I lived uh, kind of a, a life of hell because I had hell in me. But honestly, I didn't really get it. 
at all because it took the form of guilt. I was always feeling guilty about everything, but probably not even the stuff I should have been feeling guilty about. (laughs) Anyway, so then um, my dad became 98, and uh, I was sitting with him. And he was a big, you know, my life scary guy, but funny, hilarious, really, really funny, really humorous, witty. And uh, so I was sitting with him, and out of the blue, I says, and this, I never listened to you before at that time. And I says, Dad, I forgive you. And, and, and he didn't say a word. He didn't say a word. But I reflected on that a lot of times. And it wasn't until I heard your show that, you know, I kind of understood it. I always thought, you know, here I am talking to my dad, World War II vet, raised seven kids, came up in poverty himself. I mean, real poverty. And uh, I'm telling him, I forgive him. I thought, man, isn't that rather haughty of me? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. So, um, any old who, uh, I guess, um, you know... Uh, I just wondered if you thought it was right and good to have. I guess you do, because you call him the great white hope. But uh, do you think it's it's uh, good to have hope every day? Who is hope? Just hope in your heart, hope. And what are you hoping for? Well, honestly... I'm totally hoping that. Uh, Are you outside or something? No. What's that noise? I'm hoping I you get know. a better phone. I'll, I'll, <laughs> here, I'll make it better now. Ready? All right. Okay, is this better? Yes. Is this better? Right. Okay. What? See, my hope right. came. I got my hope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh. Well, my my hope is I'm watching this whole world, as we all are, and, uh, you know, we all are pinning our hopes on Donald Trump. Honestly, I think we all are, as far as uh, taking care of business. And I just wonder what you thought of that. What do you think of having hope? Let it go. Okay. You don't want Uh, to have any form of identity at all. You just want to live without anything, even with the great white hope. My hope is not in him at all. I just right. I just believe, as he did before, that he would do a better job for my country as far as making sure the army, the military is strong, bringing back jobs, uh, all these things that restricts Americans from moving about and being physically free in their own world, right, country. But my hope is not in Donald Trump at all. I just well, want to hire him to work for me and to be a good employee. Okay, I'm with you. Um, and and the so, question about uh, the real life or the false life? But let me ask you about the hope. Let the hope go. Have you forgiven your mother? Oh, yes. You know, uh, the thing is that she, she died after my dad. She, and my dad... Well, they had their own home, and then, 
he moved into like a senior living right across from her. She had to go to the nursing home. And so you forgave uh, her before she died? Well, yes, but she had the dementia, so it wasn't like I said it to her, but yes. And I painted her picture. I painted three portraits of her really understanding her, you know, really, really seeing her face. I, I, like, I painted her when she was young. I don't know what happened to her, you know, how it all happens to all of us. And it was the... It was sweet to paint her that way, you know, and get to know her spirit again. Why are you so emotional? Because I'm talking to you and I'm talking about things. Here's what happened. You don't want to know her spirit anymore. Her spirit is evil. You need to let that go. That's true. (laughs) So why do you want to remember her evil spirit? What's up? (laughs) No, I wanted to remember her good spirit. She she didn't have one. She was hurt. Before she was all hurt, tangled you, up. You didn't, when you met up. your mama, she was evil. Pretty much. So she was nice. She was nice when I was young, but she turned into uh, uh, insanity. Like but, when we but, got older. But her mother but was even, insane. But even in her niceness, she was insane. Yeah. Hold on, Lord. Lord, have mercy. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me. Let me take a break. Back in a moment. Check out my book, For Rage to Responsibility. I show you how I was able to overcome anger. The spirit of anger was taken away from me. I had it. And as a result of having anger, I was insecure. I had doubt, worry, fear. I was in a fallen state and didn't know it. And it wasn't until I went and forgave my mother who tried to turn me away from my father. I forgave my father for not being there and returned back to him. My spirit connected with his spirit. And through him, I was able to return to God. And I have perfect peace. Perfect love casts out anger. And when anger is gone, fear and doubt, worry, insecurity, suicidal thoughts, all of that is gone. And you are free. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. Or if you want an autographed copy, you can go to my website at rebuildingtheman.com or call 800-411-BOND.
have this amazing story that looked like I might not get to today, but I will tomorrow, the Lord is willing, and the creek don't rise. And I've been trying to get to it for a while. And it fits right in with Bible Thumper Thursday, so I was hoping to get to it about the uh, 12-step program. But uh, we'll get to it. I will get to it. Uh, announcements. Uh, Hake is out again today. So Joel Friday TV is sitting in for, along with Sean, my producer, for the first time. Sean is uh, uh, guest hosting. Amazing. I wonder what that's leading to. But Joel Friday TV and my producer Sean is sitting in for Hake from 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific time today. And then at uh, 11 a.m., Joel is doing his show. Joel now is Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to noon. Monday through Thursday, Joel Friday TV. You be like, and then the American Anchor Baby. He's on fire. He's at 12 noon. He's running around doing a lot this morning, too. He's doing the hate news, um, getting the Super Chats ready to read, and making stuff for the show, all kind of stuff. He's on fire at 12 noon today. Tonight is the men's forum uh, at 7 p.m., the first one for this year. Every first Thursday night for men only, and the third Thursday night for ladies only, we went out with a bang on the ladies' forum last, in the December last year. It was amazing. So, and then Sunday morning for everybody and their mama, all right? Um, to donate to Bond and help our cause, what we're doing to help others, go to rebuildingtheman.com, rebuildingtheman.com, or call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. And if we, we put out an a, a end-of-the-year newsletter, in December, it was, it's an amazing newsletter, and it's free if you like a hard copy of it. Uh, go to rebuildingtheman.com and, and give us your mailing address, P.O. Box, or your, whoever you want to go to, or call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. And you can make a donation in both of those areas as well, both of those places. Let me go quickly back to Lori a first-time caller out of uh, uh, Missouri. And, and, Lori, you wanted to respond to the biblical question, which do you love more, your true life or your false life? I'm, well, <laughs> uh, my true life, I guess. What? <laughs> well, what? it's all... <laughs> 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 Somehow life has left me uh or I've I don't know what happened but I'm alone and I can't say I hate that or anything uh but I wonder about it and uh because I do have I have I had people <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm just alone and I guess that's my true life because it's left me uh to be just to be, not to say, not to 
How do you feel being alone? Uh, just fine, I guess. Are it's you fine in a way. Are you married? No. You have children? I do, but they don't. I never hear about them. Nothing. <laughs> they don't like you. <laughs> no. My mama don't like you. She likes everyone. <laughs> and if you think. <laughs> My mama don't like me. No. My children don't like me. <laughs> Here's what I recommend, Lauren. I got to, because I got to run. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, I want you to encourage you to start doing the silent prayer. I have been a little bit. Do it. You know, like I do it throughout the day. I don't. I think I know what it is. It's just like listening to your thoughts, right? That's all you do? Nope. That's not it at all. Well, you monitor, you just watch them go by? Yes. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. Just watch them go by. Right. Start doing that and every then, morning, every night. And so that, because yeah. what you don't realize, is sound, that you have always been alone. Every human being in the world is alone. Even those human okay. beings who have a thousand people around them every day, they are still alone. They don't like one another at all. They're just <laughs> trying to find a false comfort. <laughs> <laughs> There's some truth in that, I tell you. I know it's true. Yeah, they don't like each other at oh, all. Dear. They're using one another like drugs to try to make themselves feel comfortable. Oh, and it doesn't so work. True. Yeah. So Sorry. it's okay to be alone. You're not alone. <laughs> I'm here with you. Yeah. So I appreciate you so much. You're welcome. Start doing the silent prayer morning and night so you can watch those thoughts and um, and a miracle will happen. No, yeah, it's uh it's already been pretty good like uh I think I've matured since I started doing that. Yeah. And I I'm not a regiment uh, type person, so I I do it at whim, or I just do it in the car <laughs> when I'm painting, something right. like that. Right on. Well, well, try to wake up in the morning and do it before you start your day, and then the last thing at night, and then during the day, you're doing the right thing by that. It's become aware, be present, and I'm telling you, it, it will blow your mind. All right. All right, dear. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Laura. Merry, happy New Year to you. Yes, indeed. And you too. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. There's a line open, 888-7753-773. Jeff is out of Arizona. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Yes, sir. You're on the air. All right. Hey, Jesse. uh, Thank you for accepting my call. Yes, sir. Okay. Um... I have a question about the Hebrew Israelites. Okay. Okay. So they say that they're do the, first of all, do they have the stone of scone? Is my first question. My second question is, do they speak Aramaic or Hebrew or the dialect of that day? Other than knowing that those people are insane, I know nothing about all that at all. Okay, you know the stone of scone, uh, Jacob's ladder, when he had the vision with God, and, and I don't know it nothing about no stone of cone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where the I guess where the kings and whatnot are. 
like in England and whatnot. But you Scotland. know what, Jeff? I wouldn't give that stuff two minutes of thinking. Mm-hmm. Because those people, they hate God, they hate good, they hate the Jews, and they're trying to pretend that they are something they're not. Okay. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't give that any mind, any thoughts. Okay. Uh, I have another question uh, with regards to, um, okay, the, the, um, uh, the creation of, of, of people. Uh, and uh, God finished making everything on the sixth day, and he rested, right? Right. So the Bible said. Yeah. And so um, on the sixth day, he created both man and woman, right? Right. So on the eighth day is the eighth day man, right? What? On the eighth day, he created an eighth day man called Adam. Uh, uh, I had no idea. You asked, you asked the wrong person about all this kind of stuff. No, no, no. It's all biblical. Oh. You're a pastor. So he created Hadam? Yeah, Hadam, Adam and Eve. And was Hadam related to Saddam? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's the man. It's called the man through which Jesus Christ would come. And he did that on the eighth day? On the eighth day, he created the farmer. Okay. And what does this have to do with anything? Well, it has, it has, well, it doesn't, I, I don't know. I, well, it kind of does have to go um, uh, through, like, with with the black he, uh, Hebrew Israelites or whatever. Why are you paying attention to people that are crazy? Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, this is just a question that I'm bringing up. To oh, okay. To just add to the show. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, is that so? So I know you you talk a lot about um, forgiving your mother, and the evil comes through the woman. Now, since Eve was created through uh, with the rib of, from the rib of Adam, and not the physical rib, but the DNA rib, the helix curve. Um. So does all the sin comes through Eve or through the sixth day woman? Who is the six-day woman? Well, when God created both man and woman on the sixth day. What does that mean, the six-day woman? No, the it's, Adam, like, the, it's like the, her the, birthday was on the 6th of January? <laughs> <laughs> no, this, uh, the six-day creation. Uh, and where are you getting all this from? It's in the Bible. It's in Genesis. And, and it's talking about the sixth day? Yeah, it talks about uh, on the sixth day, God created everything, and it was great. Now, on the eighth day, he created Adam and Eve, through which uh, Noah, uh, Abraham, all the descendants of Abraham. Of, um, Let me, <clears throat> hey, because of time, uh, uh, due to the lack of time, yeah. I want you to call me back tomorrow on this guy. I got to take a, a joint. I didn't smoke on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I, I have. I know somebody now. Their career is selling pot. Let me give them a call. <laughs> no, no, I don't smoke pot. If that's what you're saying. No, man. not you. I said I'm gonna have to take a drink on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, does any of this sound familiar to you? I mean, I guess obviously not. But. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, because this sounds like create- the Hebrew mess. Yeah, no, no, no. It's actually, it's really, it's biblical. It really is biblical. Biblical. Okay. All right. But let me run, though. We'll pick up on, can you call me tomorrow? Absolutely, man. <laughs> All right. Thank you, buddy. All right, later. Okay. Oh, but you said, 
888 Nick is coming. We got to do the super chats and everything. And I'm going to get to as many calls here while Nick is on his way. Tony out of California. Hey, Tony, welcome to the show. How you doing today, uh, Jesse? All is well, Tony. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you, partner. 2024 is here. That's right, partner. Yeah, the thing is, you you talk about the women bringing evil and serving the evil, the devil. But my, my question to you is this. God brought Adam in, and then he gave Adam commandments. And then... For one other reason or another, God, uh, Adam went against God's will and followed and was persuaded by Eve to do against God's will. But the thing is, God used uh, a woman to bring Jesus into this world that's supposed to be perfect. So the thing, I, I'm confused right there. If, if, if he used a woman to bring a perfect human being upon this earth, why is you saying that God brought the woman and she served the devil only? But man don't serve the devil. But but the man went against God's will. I understand your question, Tony. Make it a little simpler. Well, the thing is, you always saying the woman is evil and the man is good. But the thing is... When did you man, hear me say the man was good? Because you said that you're supposed to serve the Father. When did I the say the man put, was good? You said that the children are supposed to serve the Father. When did I say the that's man was good? That's, and, and your interpretation, you saying that we're supposed to follow our fathers and daddies and leave the mother alone. When did I say that the man was good? Okay, that's, that's, that's your way. That's your defense. I mean, no, you said I talk, said something I didn't say. I'm asking, okay, well, I'm asking me, you, when did I say that? that? I never said that. Let me rephrase it. Let me rephrase it. You said Thank that you. the children are supposed to serve their father, be I with their father. I they're supposed to love their father. All human beings must return to the father if they want to be free. Okay, return to what father? God or the daddy? Their daddy. I mean, your, word, your words is trickery. Your daddy. So. Your daddy, but your daddy is imperfect. What? Your daddy is not perfect. Your daddy is, 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 a, is just as bad as the mother. And what does because that have to do with you loving your father? Because what does it have to do with you? What does that have to do? You supposed to you supposed to love your, both of your parents. Right. That's why I said father. forgive them. You're not going to love them until you forgive them. But the thing is, Jesse, you always say it's the mother's fault because of the way a child is. I never said it's her true. fault. It's not her fault. It's oh the hell. So, it's the hell that come through her. Come through her. Yeah. So, so the thing is, we all came through her. Right. We that's all why we all. That's why we all must return to the father because we we're born of the woman. The father is just as bad as the fa- as bad as the woman, man. Come on, now keep it real, Jesse. That's why we keep must be return to the father because we are born through the woman. Once again, that's 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 all trickery. All that talk you talk is trickery. What does that mean? We 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 supposed to return to what father? What father are we supposed to return to? God? Your earthly father. No, for what? For what? We are grown adults. We supposed to have <laughs> our own minds by the time we get twenty, twenty one. Who told you that? So what we got to return to our father? Where for? you get that from? You supposed to have your own mind by the time you're twenty one. 
You do. You're supposed to be out on your own, so you got to have your own mind to take care of your own self. How is that? Just keep it 100. How is that? You don't know. <laughs> he sounds like that guy who didn't want to forgive that video we played earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're an adult. You don't need that. <laughs> I uh, mean, you're an adult. You're supposed to be able to take care of yourself and think for yourself. You ain't got to, you ain't got to rely on your parents they, or forgive your parents. Your parents did their job. Now it's so, on you. So was God lying when he said forgive them? Whether he said in your Bible or any Bible, forgive your parents. Was God lying I, when he said forgive them? Once again, show me in the Bible that it said forgive who? What, Not your parents. What, Whoever God, wronged you. Whoever God, wronged you, you're supposed to forgive. Was God lying when he said forgive your parents? Honor your parents? Definitely. Come on. I'm not falling for your trickery, bro. I'm not falling for that. Was no, God lying? Can we talk straight and keep it real? I'm asking you, was God lying when he said, forgive them? Who is them? Your parents. Your parents. Not who is them, who are them. I didn't see, I didn't, I never seen that, I never seen them, they would say, never say them, forgive those who wronged you. Uh, And did your parents wrong you? No, they didn't. They They, raised me. Your parents didn't do it? They helped raise me and taught me right from wrong. And they didn't do it? It's up to me. Ain't no such thing as teaching somebody right from wrong. Tony, Tony. Yes. I appreciate your call, man. I'm running out of time here. I want to get you some food. I understand. Will you call me back tomorrow? Will you call me tomorrow? I'll try. I'll try. All right, buddy. All right. Have a good day, bro. You too. I'm his brother. Of course. By a different mother. No. Uh, By the laws of Pan-Africanism. Super chat. (laughs) Super chat. Super chat. We got supers here, and... I got them right here. I swear I have them right here, and I'm you know, clicking on them. James, what do I do when it doesn't work? <laughs> Let me know who you get rid of. I'm going to go quickly to Brent. Sorry. Let I, me know I'm who you're rid of. Let me know, and I'll come back to you. Hey, Brent, thank you for holding you on the air. No problem, Jesse. Yeah. So um, I like your uh, flat earth globe there. Oh, thank I you. I guess it's not a globe. That belongs and I like to your hate. black Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that belongs to hate. So, Yes. But not to be you know, used about the flat earth. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You know, I've called before and uh, talked about the Old Testament. And, like, uh, I really like what you said in that program, too. You said, uh, the Old Testament is alive and well in my country. <laughs> it <laughs> because, is. A uh, mess. The churches, yeah, the churches teach the Old Testament a lot. So I just wanted to point uh, for the Bible thumpers, Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. I'm reading it from the Tyndale New Living Translation. So verses 8 talks about Abraham, how he had faith. He actually didn't have the Bible, right? Because the Bible, the first six books of the Bible um, were written by Moses. And Abraham, Isaac, Jacob predate Moses. But all right, all Okay, right. so here Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. But those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his curse. For the scriptures say, Cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all the commandments that are written in God's book of the law. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. Right? That's amazing. But then verse, thir- verse 13 says, but Christ rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. So just it, it's, it's always so interesting to me that uh, these Bible thumpers, they will bring up the Old Testament. But the Old Testament was filled with the law, which made people aware of sin. And then they're like, okay, well, how are we going to handle this sin? They judged each other. They condemned each other to death. Then Jesus came, the New Testament, 
said, oh, man, that is all completely wrong. You need to forgive. So that's why I really like the message that you say, Jesse. Barrett, that what, is, what are your thoughts on that? That is a deep, deep, very deep point. You make a really amazing point with that. No, they were yeah. not able to keep the law. That's why they had to come and change and recreate the spirit and, instead of the law. That is amazing, yeah. Brent. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bible thumpers, whenever they go back to the Old Testament, it's like, man, you got to let that go. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Forgive your father and your mother. Forgive your neighbors. They don't know any better. Yeah. Just like you didn't know any better and yeah. were behaving and acting the exact same way. That's until right. Until you really understood. Yeah. Love. Amazing. And then, um, Thank oh, you, man. Oh, what, what, I'm going to have to what, run because... What, Okay, one last thought, Jesse. Yes. First John 4, verse 8, those that do not know love do not know God, for God is love. Absolutely. Amazing, Brett. Okay. Amazing call, Thanks man. Thanks for taking my call. Really, thank no you. Problem. Thank you. No problem. Bye now. Bye. Um, my friend texted me, and he said, stop singing. You are burning my ears. <laughs> you're not the first one to say what that. Or you're not going to change them. And you know my response to him? Tell him. I Tell rebuke him, that. I rebuke that yeah. person. I know. In my response to him, you know what it was? Your mama. <laughs> With a bit laughing face. Other party poopers have tried. I know. It ain't you just like your mama. <laughs> your mama. Shall we rock Super these? chat. Yeah. Super chats. Let's rock it. Okay. Coffee. Super chat. Thank you, thank you. Haynes O'Callaghan with the five coffees says, Happy New Year, JLP, and late Merry Christmas. Get well soon, Hake. You're doing well, Nick. Little thumbs up. Smiley face says, Wishing you all well. Right on. We wish you well as well. Happy uh, New Year to you, and I hope you had an amazing Christmas. Thank you. Sonny brought you, uh, bought you a coffee. Now that they've kicked out the black lesbian from Harvard, six out of the eight Ivy League schools now have Jewish presidents. What the... Amazing. She wasn't a lesbian. What's her name was just gay. It doesn't mean she was gay. What the? <laughs> uh, we got Mike Merge with the Rumble Rant says, Hope you a nanny of a new year. Kid Combo Thank you. with the ha- Same to you. Yeah. Kid Combo with the Diamond says, If a woman has three baby daddies, what's she doing wrong? She's doing something wrong. She's having too many daddies. <laughs> Mist- Misty with the Diamond says, Jappy wants to know how to not like men's no mo. By not hating. <laughs> and you. last one, Green Wall says Zionists believe in a Jewish homeland. Now you know. Nice. I last love one, Israel. Sion says, "What in the black Jesus?" Hi Jesse, Nick Speedy came home with the illegal alien disease. <laughs> now Hank's sick. What? The? <laughs> That's everything, folks. Amazing. Thank you, Sion. My boy. Thank you all. Come up. Look, folks. Get on that straight and narrow path and stay there. Just stay there. Do the silent prayer. Go and forgive your mother and your father. God will forgive you. The light will come on and the darkness will get scared and become afraid. All right? And life will become amazing. Um, um, The hate report is coming up now with Joel Friday TV and my producer, Sean, hosting the hate report. Today, from 9 to 11. And after that, Joel Friday by himself. And then, the American Anchor Baby at 12 noon. I'll see you tonight at Miss Form, if the Lord is willing, and the creeps don't rise. To Corey out of Michigan, and the rest of the call that are dropping. Tomorrow is Open Line Friday. You can call me then. Hopefully you have a chance. We'll get to your calls at that time. Have an amazing day, folks. Thank you all.
Take care. Jack, I had to get on the track one time. Joel Friday here. Look, stand up, stand up. We got fighting to do. We gotta show him who boss. He put a Viking in you. He put that lightning in you. Igniting the truth. But you beg and blame and lie and hate and never wanna stand for the truth. So what you planning to do? You understand in the loop. You better go talk to your mama. Better stop with the drama. Better drop all the trauma. Boy, you better stand up and up. Put your hand up and hut. Cause if you don't, then we lose. And then we gotta hear the fake news. Whoa. So, here's what I recommend. I invite you to download my silent prayer, and I want you to start doing it. You just download it, get the points of how to do it, and then after a while, you just do it on your own. It's going to point you in the right direction that your life will be returned to you from God. He will give you your life back because anyone and all people who has anger is not themselves. You are the person that you are angry at. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself so that you can see who you're angry at. And if you're doing the hooping and hollering prayers and things like that, some people get up, oh, praise the Lord, hoop and holler, bless my mama, bless my daddy. Continue to do it. Do both. You will see if you want to stay with the hooping and hollering or do you want to be still and know God. So my gift to you, no charge, at rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Like, my cousin, like, sent me you, and I, I thank him for that. It was more of a, you know, he thinks the whole, like, every, everything's a joke. That just adds a little spice to it. But in the heart of what you're saying, yeah. there is real things going on. Yeah. People want to overlook that. And I'm telling you, Mr. Peterson, I'm not one of those people. And I thank God that, you know, he showed you to me. And sometimes we just need some justice in our lives, I guess. Thank yeah, you, I wish we had more brothers like you. We need more brothers like you. This because a lot of we don't have more most guys that can, you know, stand lead black people into the right direction. And I thank you for that because a lot of people will be like, Man, it's still going on, it's racism. Yeah. And I try to tell them, like, watch his show, listen to this brother. He's telling the truth. Take no thought about tomorrow. Yesterday doesn't exist. And you're gonna see, man, God is with us and all is yeah. well. 